And you have a very dramatic uh, picture there, I must say. Uh, it's um, like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, right? Oh, there you are, Fred. Okay. Hello. Ah! Hello, John. Hello, everybody. Hello, Bob. Hello. Let me switch over to uh, gallery view. Oh, good. We got a, a, a reasonably full room today. Barbara, good to see you. Hadn't seen you in a while. The uh, Mark, good to have you back. Mike, a pleasure as ever. Hey, David. The uh, nice to see you. My friend John, as ever. Thank you for the uh, website. And Joyce, my dear, how are you? <laughs> Still smiling. Good, good, that's great. Adam, good to see you. Julie, my pleasure. How are you, dear? Good. Kenton, a great joy to have you back. Um, and you need to send me back something about our upcoming appointment. We canceled tomorrow, but we need to set up another day. Bob, nice to have you with us for the first time. Excellent to be here. Thank you. Um, Stephen, good to see you. It has been an hour since I've seen you. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey, nice to see you. See you. Philip, hey, how are you, man? Good to see you. Um, Philip, you were interested in the teaching thing, so take a look at the recurring, or the re whatever I've got, recurring student or whatever that program is I put up. That'll, that would work for you, okay? The uh, Robin, same to you for that matter. The uh, how are you? And um, my continuing student already, Chris Warnock, who's been with me for actually about two and a half years, I think, haven't you, Chris? And Kathleen, who's been with me for about two, looking lovely as ever. <clears throat> and Kathy, nice to see you with us. And Michelle, lovely to have you. So um, let me see if there's anybody, um, if there's a, no, that's, that's it. That's it so far. A little noise there as I accidentally started Skype up. <laughs> Let me quit that. Um, I, I do have the recording going, which is great. Um, Adam is doing backup for us now, not just Adam. I, I just switched it to where you can do recording. You saw that? Good. So Adam is doing backup for us, not just video now, but um, also uh, uh, um, everybody that the um but i mean also video so the way this thing works and so i'm i'm muting uh bob's microphone for now and okay okay joyce thank you very much thank you dear so this meeting and i can cut the recording off and start it back up if any of you don't want it but i've sent out a thing saying that this meeting is actually going to show up on youtube so there's not anybody going to see it but other seekers. I mean, it's not like, you know, um, the police to tune in to uh, watch the non-dual satsang. But if you're sensitive about it, um, click off your camera. And if you're not really sensitive about it, please don't click off your camera because it's so much more fun to look at faces. I mean, when you look at, when I got five faces and 21 blanks, it looks like I got five real people and 21 shills. <laughs> So, um, it's just more, it's just more entertaining. So, uh, for the, for the, ad, it's a, it's two hours, you know? So, and it I mean, for somebody watching this recording is quite different than somebody who's in this room right now.
So um, I'm going to do that once in a great while. I'm going to put up a whole song, but I think Adam is going to start um, doing clips. So um, like 10 minute clips, kind of like uh, Rupert or Aja or some of the others do and we'll, from Satsang, which will end up now. I'm, I'm probably not going to do any more individual, any personal recordings. It's just what I kind of moved beyond that now. I don't have the time, don't have the interest. Um, and uh, so we're going to kind of kind of let snippets take the place of that, I think. And I'll still be writing posts from time to time, which is quite enough work. Uh, I was up until the wee hours last night getting uh, the one out that came out today. So that's pretty long-winded. Um, welcome to Satsang. It's a truly a joy to to be with you, and I mean that from the very bottom of my heart. It's really a joy to be here. It's um, this is the you know I guess this is really the best part of my week. I love this. I, re, I love this meeting. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss you guys next Sunday, and not a lot because I'll be with Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll miss you somewhat, and. Um, and then we'll get together with June. June, I will send out a. Well, I'll probably what I'll probably do is just put up a notice about but Satsang on the website, and send everybody who's been regularly attending. I'll send you a notice that it's time to register. For those of you who are going to end up being continuing students, be aware that you don't need to send anything. You're paid. Uh, Adam, I'm converting yours to continuing student for at least the month of June, so you don't have to pay for Satsang next month. I'll save you some money, and you can, there you go. So we can have, still have our meetings, but it won't, um, uh, but it won't drain your, your wallet over there. I've got to make a living, but I don't have to make it all off Adam. <laughs> I can always get joys for whatever I miss from you. So, um, Gee, you know, I haven't really even considered what I might talk about today, um, which is always a good thing if Fred has not given this thing too much consideration, um, because the likelihood is that Fred would just come up with some kind of boneheaded idea as he sticks his face into business that is not his. So let's talk about something that I talked about, I've talked about a bit earlier. And I want to talk about emotion. And emotion is, by my definition, you know, I'm sure that I have lots of psychologists and psychiatrists out there who will disagree with me. Um, but by my definition of an emotion really is a body, I mean, excuse me, is a thought that's caught in the body and it's processed by the body and it can be processed by the body very positively, which means it just, just comes through and that's expressed uh, like grief or something that we have, uh, we have a, some reason for, for grief a uh, sense of loss, there's never any real loss for us, but there's a sense of loss, and there's certainly a loss for the unit, 
you know, if Betsy goes, you're not going to hear me talking too much non-dual stuff. You know, you're going to be going, where's my wife? But on another level, I will, of course, understand. But that understanding doesn't stand in the way of emotion. We don't want this thing to be uh, put us in this cold, calculated, I read about this stuff. I mean, I, I actually I don't anymore, but I used to read about it when I used to follow, when I used to follow other teachers and, and things like that. And, and I can still hear from it, from people about it sometimes. But you hear about this clear, cold, sort of disconnected um, place where we can get with our non-duality, where I'm a beyond all that. Well, and that's wonderful. I don't know what they're smoking, but I'd like some of it because I'm not beyond all of that. I'm perfectly capable of um, feeling joy or anger or, or grief, um, excitement or terror or anything else that that's it's because that it's a, it is beyond anything else. There's a biological mental slash bio or dash biological pattern here of Fredness, no Fred here, but certainly there's a pattern of Fredness. And it's got its preferences, which are consistently not met. It's got its hopes, which are dashed very often. It's got its dreams, which go uh, unfulfilled. Because the, the reason for this is that whenever it gets a fulfilled dream, the very next thing is that it comes out from, a, from Fredness is what next? Okay, thank you so much. I really, I really enjoyed that lottery hit. Now, how about a place in Milan? <laughs> so, this Fredness thing, it has its own emotions. And I'm not like trying to get around the expression of those. One of the great things about the freedom of awakening is that it, it allows us to more fully express how we feel because there's not this holding back of God, you know, well, I, 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 or, you know, there's neither the pushing to, well, I got to look, you know, I got to look really concerned. I got to look really upset or nobody's going to think I loved her or, I, I got to be really angry here. Not that it really pisses me off, but I know it would a, a normal person and I need to look as normal as I can. In other words, da, 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 da. I don't have to worry about any of this. I just get to be, you know, it just, it just, it gets to do what it does. It gets to, when there's anger here, just let it comes out. You know, I've seen it come out in sessions before. And it's never, it's never anger at the individual. There's no individual over there. There is a sense of, there can be a sense of exhaustion with ego because it's just going you know, around and around and around. And the, that can be wearing sometimes. This unit has limits, even though I do not. And this unit has physical limits. And, and you know, I should say energetic limits. 
but the ability to simply express anger clearly, which is no, right? Sometimes somebody in a session, I've seen, I've seen it be very effective. I, I've never, ever dressed anybody down in, uh, uh, in a private session. I can't remember. It's, probably, it's bound to be some exception, but I can't remember it. So I, I should say I rarely, if ever, dressed anybody down, so to speak, taking them to the woodshed, as, as it might be, in a private meeting without them telling me later, thank you so very much. I really appreciate your willingness to do that. I, most people wouldn't. So I'm not, um, I'm not trying to censor the humanity here. That's not the goal of non-duality. It's not to censor humanity. And it's not to make the unit look good. And it's not to make the unit look wise. It's not to make, it's just not about the unit at all. I mean, you know, there just isn't. The unit is the pipe through which that is, which is valuable flows. Doesn't mean the pipe is without value. It can't flow without a pipe. But it's still just a pipe. You know, when I, when I go to get some water, I don't make a lot of fuss about the pipe. I just go for the water. But I can't get the water without the pipe, so the pipe's vital. Same thing with these things. These bodies are vital, but they're not the center of attention. Unless we have a distorted view of things, at which point they certainly can be. And I, I didn't have a distorted view of things for more than about 50 years. So I'm a really quick learner here. Um, <clears throat> so allowing emotion to come through means simply not suppressing what's there because the only reason that I'm going to suppress something is there is because a, I think I'm going to look bad. A, I think it's going to, or B, it's going to kill me or C, it's going to overwhelm me so that I'm going to end up in a mental institution or something, you know, just, I mean, I've had that thing where I, I can't take any more. And like, so what happened next? Well, I took some more. <laughs> <You see that? laughs> so it's just, that's my story. I can't take any more. But the truth is, is that I, I can't take any more than I can stand, but I can stand more than I would have guessed. There is, however, there's a method for helping emotions, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring shame into that. I'm gonna bring guilt into that. Um, blame into that, all of these, I'm gonna bring those in as well. Because this particularly, this trio, this, this, this guilt, shame, blame cycle is just vicious. And it can get you in even in post-awakening. It's done it with me. You know, I, I always say even in post-awakening, like we really meet, reach some sterling point once we've woken up. And if you've woken up, you've noticed that's not the case. I see Clinton shaking his head. You know I mean? Uh, Clinton shaking his head. So it's <clears throat> because all it means is that we're in a new learning point. We know who we are, but we don't always consciously experience ourselves as who we are. 
We just don't. We sometimes consciously experience ourselves as um, as Fredness, right? Or as Fred is the way it would be. If there is Fredness is is real, Fred is not. Fred is patterning. Fred is just a fig newton of my imagination. So the the surest way to keep yourself cloudy asleep to keep yourself in misidentification to, 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 however you want to put it is to resist the present moment in whatever form it takes and we all have that sense you know those some of you will have read about read the post i wrote yesterday and i touch on this but i touch on it lots of stuff and repetition is the mother of clarity this this idea that awake beings are supposed to look or act or think or behave in a certain way is poppycock. It really is. Now, I mean, if you, you know, if you watch somebody just going around trashing lives, there may have been an awakening experience there, but likelihood is that there's not present awakeness. But, it, but, but an awakening experience can happen to anybody. I mean, it can happen on, you know, it can happen on death row with somebody who just shot 25 kids. There can still be an awakening experience. And then we can find out that there ain't nobody there that just shot 25 kids. Neither are there 25 kids. There's just oneness playing all of these roles, which is what the awakening is. It's the coming to see there's just this one thing and guess who's it. If there's just one thing going on, can you not be it? So a great method for allowing these humanisms to flow through because these things are meant for processing. That's what they do. They're, they are in essence processing whiteness in a, sen, in a, in a manner in which Awakeness can be convinced it's 25 people in this room instead of one thing where it can have that feeling and have that experience and it can know itself objectively. And guess what? Not all ex objective experiences are pleasant. I mean, I didn't come to oneness because I was looking for a bad time, if you know what I mean. I didn't come to not turn to non-duality because I, I wanted to, to not have a good time. I wanted to, to, to come to, I didn't really even want the truth. I just wanted to feel better. But what I have found out is that I sometimes can't have both. Sometimes the truth is not, is not feeling better. Sometimes the truth is feeling the way that feeling is coming through. Matter of fact, that's always it. In the, in the pushing back, of these emotions we're holding them at bay but we're not getting rid of them we're not letting them process we're bottling them up this is hardly news to anybody who's ever read a psychology book but we can look at it a little differently here 
which is it feels to me like I have got, I, Fred, have got to get rid of these awful feelings. Well, there's no Fred here. So we can just take that, we can take that burden away from Fredness right away. What we can notice is that I can allow anything to play through and, 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 and really don't have a problem with it because that's what I'm already doing. <laughs> None of this can exist unless you have already accepted it. None of this can be happening. This meeting can't be happening unless you have already accepted it. By the time it's happening, it's already passed your acceptance. It's already got your check mark. And the same thing with our anger, our fear. Because if you'll notice when I'm as when awakening really approaches as you get to those. Well, it can happen with the lower levels too, but it not, probably not to many of us now. So when you get to those, that, that higher level where you can just feel like, oh yes, I mean, they just know that there's something new opening up and all of a sudden you're just scared to death. You don't have to, you, or uh, turn it to me, I, Fred, don't have to open to that. All that has to open, all that has to happen is I can notice that I've already opened to that. Because it just can't show up at the door unless I've already invited it in. This unconditional acceptance is, 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 is inviting this arising in as it's presenting itself right this moment. So instead of suppressing, allow it to take you. So it's allow awakeness to use you as the pipe. When I say you, clearly I'm talking about your identification with the body. There's no, like, as if there's an awakeness plus a you. There's not. But there's an awakeness plus an experience of you, which is what awakeness is having, but it's not always deeply conscious of all this. Hollow out. That's what we're really doing in this session, in every private session you've ever had with me or anything else, every book that you've ever read on non-duality, every video you've ever watched. What's happening is the hollowing out. There's less and less Fred here. There's less and less Barbara there. There's less and less Steve there. That's what we do. And coming here is very helpful because in a, in a group like this, you know, it goes both ways. One-on-one, -on -one it works in a certain way. And in a group like this, it works in a, from a slightly different dynamic. But the same hollowing continues. Because when you come here, do you notice that here, if, if no place on else on earth, here you are loved and accepted and met exactly as you are. No one here 
is asking you for, for you to be any differently. Except for you, you think you should be different. Drop that. Let that be hollowed out too. I have a friend of mine who wrote a book called Zen Flute, I think. An amazing guy. Woke up decades ago, just travels the world with his wife, getting little jobs teaching and stuff like this on this continent and then that continent. Lives in India a lot, does this, that, and the other. But in his book, Zen Flute, <clears throat> it's a, it, it, he actually does play the Japanese flute, which I forget the name of, but the Japanese flute, and, and he's a master at it. But also there is metaphor in that, which is allowing awakeness to blow through this flute exactly as it is. And... The more hollow that I am, the more sound can, can come through. And on a relative level, the more impact awakeness can have on a localized level and then a generalized level. Because there's, there's when you come to recognize there's just one thing going on, every little bit of clarity that happens there, it, it, a, a rising tide raises all boats. If you get clear, guess what? It's not localized. And, you know, maybe to some degree, it'll certainly got to feel localized. But it's going to have a larger benefit. And I think that's about it. The, uh, so let's turn to questions. See who's going to be bold today. Chris, hey. Oh, by the way, let me just say this. Chris, go ahead and unmute un yourself and get your uh, lower your hand, and let me explain to. Um, I think Bob's the only one that's with us new today. But so the the way that you the way if you want to ask a question, if you look, there's a thing in your uh, down at the bottom of your screen that says, "What does it say, everybody? Does it say does it say participant or manage?" Participant. Participant. So you'll see that participant. You can, and what you can do is you can left click on, oh wait, maybe it's right click. Right click. Yeah, right click on um, where it says participants, and you'll see that you're given an option to, um, you're given several options there. And you can, um, you can raise your hand, it'll say raise hand, lower hand. Um, and if you raise your hand, then I don't know that you can, y'all, all y'all can see it. I know you can't see it on the recording, but there's a little blue sign that comes up in your frame that I can see that lets me know that you're in line to, to, uh, that you want to ask a question. So you load, do that when you want to get my attention. Once you've got my attention, lower it so that you can later on get my attention later on in the session. And if all else fails, do this. <laughs> but you but you'll need to do it right as I'm, you're trying to get my attention because I will forget that raised hand. And Chris, it was your question. <clears throat> hey, well, I, I, uh, yeah. 
Well, I swore I was going to shut up this time. Ah, well, I'm not. Because I have a tendency to jump in. and So I guess this kind of just, I mean, obviously this is not purely hypothetical. But, um, you know, as you were talking about, you know, the shame, the blame stuff. I mean, a lot of times when I see that, it's sort of like, you know, oh, I feel embarrassed. I was, you know, mean to my sister. You know what I mean? It's the middle class stuff. Or like, oh, I drive a Prius, you know, and I feel bad about the environment. What about a situation where you really did do something really wrong? Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's... So... That's it. Okay, so let's just jump into the non-dual soup here. We're not talking... With the, the, we got to find out who was it that really did do something wrong. Was it what did, did was a whiteness out of line? Do we need to call it on the carpet? Do you see what I'm saying, Chris? It's what I want to say is that the one who was out of line, it doesn't mean that we don't we're not I'm not trying to get out of that concept of personal responsibility, but I am at the same time. It's it's just kind of paradoxical. The only one who really did anything wrong was, was Chris or Fred. And Fred's done his share, and many of you are, are quite aware of, the, of, the, of the, the, the grave nature of many of my offenses as a human being. And there's, but by the same token, and, I, and I've owned up to that, and I still own up. I don't have any problem with it. It's, you know, it's what happened. Um, so, but beating myself up about it doesn't help. I'll tell you, give me, let me give you an example. I remember reading uh, Thich Nhat Hanh was talking to a man who had abused some children. And um, he was just going on and on about the Thich Nhat Hanh. And Thich Nhat Hanh just said, you selfish bastard. Something to that effect. I doubt that that's exactly what Thich Nhat Hanh said, but it's something to that effect. You, you, you selfish beast, he said, it's still all about you. All that is long ago, and you're still caught up about you, and you could be doing for something for children presently, today. You could be doing good, but now it's all about your guilt and shame and blame, which precious you has to process in order to get off the, the, the hook. You know, it it doesn't. What matters is right now. You know, is is if being ashamed would help people that I have hurt and not disrupt anything else. I'm happy to do that as a way of amends. But I'm noticing. But I notice that it just doesn't work like that. Also, that shame, what we think is, is that shame is what keeps us from duplicating that experience. But if you talk to psychologists, they will tell you that that is whole bullshit. That it, that is the shame that causes the repetition of that behavior. Is that it's, it, it, because it becomes, because that behavior becomes the only release for the terrible shame that I feel for being a guy who does what I'm doing now. It's the, so that, that, all of that chain has to be broken through. 
Go ahead. I don't know though. It's like this coming up is like, I, I mean, I was, um, I'm like, okay, no, I cleaned up my act. If I hadn't had this pain, I would just keep doing it. Do you it's know conscience. That? Do you know that? I can see I'm watching this behavior. So and it's, it's even more stuff today. It's like, you know, the, 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 it's, it's like the situation gives you a tap. There's some guilt as it was happening. And I didn't pay any attention to that until it fucking blew up. And now I'm like, you know, I'm not doing it again. Right. So, and that's fine. You can make yourself that promise, but you don't know that you can keep it. Right. I mean, I didn't quit drinking, but about 2,400 times. Right. Like Mark Twain said, it's really easy to quit smoking. I've done it hundreds of times. And I'm not saying that you're going to repeat that behavior. What I'm going to say is that people all over the world make them that kind of promise to themselves and then find themselves unable to carry it through, and then they feel shame about that. That's not what it is, is the refusal to see the truth. And now I've seen exactly what was doing. You've seen, and that's the key. And I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not lying to myself again. When I tell you what, that's Chris talking to me, and I hope Chris can keep that up, but he's going to keep Chris asleep while he's doing it. That it's, it's very powerful. So that's, that there's a pull towards identification with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that I'm not going to do it. Man, that's, that's, that's wonderful for somebody who's not trying to do what you're trying to do. That's because it may, you know, we don't know what it takes for them. I can tell you what it takes for, for you to modify behavior. I can tell you what I think. It takes for you to modify behavior in the dream. You have no, that idea that I'm not going to do that again. In my experience, you don't have the, you don't, that, that, that's only Chris saying that and there's no, and there's no direct control. Let, uh, let me get through. Yeah. The indirect control is to notice that behavior clearly. And there may be there may be feelings that arise from that seeing. You think I haven't been, but, but, that, but the disgust that arises at my own behavior is ego coming in the back door. Because what's happening here is a whiteness in action. And when I say, yeah, 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 but this is what was happening wrong, I'm calling God on the carpet and saying, you got it all right. I know. I know you got that. You got the universe. You got the, you got the planets in alignment. You got the seasons going really well and all that. But over here in my life, you are blowing it because this unit is doing what it should have been doing. Is that ever true? Is that, can that, is it possible for that to be true? It's possible to feel like that's true, and it's and it's and it's. We once you see the as you see things more clearly, an awake unit simply isn't drawn toward that kind of. When I say awake unit, what I'm talking about is when you are awake, when you awake, when you awake consciousness, conscious awakeness. When you are drawn, when you really see, if you are awake to a specific arising, you will not be drawn to selfish behavior. 
there are arisings here that I am not a, that I am not awake to. Chiefly, I would guess because I'm not willing to be awake to them. That and but when I'm willing to, because what I used to always tell people, and this is true, is that it's a two-step program. Number one is <clears throat> be willing to tell yourself the truth, which is what you're doing. But you don't have to add shame to that. You can just say, look, this is unconscious behavior. End of statement. Why do you need to come in and beat up a fictitious Chris? This, this is unconscious behavior. The only thing that can see unconscious behavior is conscious behavior. The only thing that can see this unconsciousness in operation is the operation of awake consciousness. So it's this that we had to see, we have to be willing to tell ourselves the truth. This happens in every awakening session. We have to be willing to tell ourselves the truth. We have to be willing to be other than the way we are. And that's sometimes the tough part. When people come for awakening, it can be that we don't want to tell ourselves the truth, but I've seen people tell themselves the truth and then take it right back because they're not willing to be other than the way they are. They're more interested in the lifestyle of, uh, of a devout seeker than they are living as awakeness because devout seekers got all kinds of benefits that living as awakeness doesn't appear to have, but living as awakeness has many other benefits that can't be seen from that unawakened seat. The idea that if I don't feel bad about this, if I don't, it's fine to see it for what it is, but see it for unconscious behavior. See it for unskillful behavior. That's fine too. When I say unskillful, that's criticism in that, but it's as light a criticism as I can manage because I don't want to come out here and say we want to vote for any behavior that happened. We don't. We don't want to encourage unskillful behavior in ourselves or anyone else. But that doesn't mean we come down on it because it shouldn't be. What we notice is that from this position, that is certainly what's going on over there is not what should be going on over here. That's what I really see. And I see that even if it's me over there, then I can see it and go, oh, wow, that's not, that's just not, that's not good. That's not worth, that's not behavior worth repeating. It's, but it's just behavior. It's, it's, it's waking up. These things are all about selfishness. That's what they, it's, they, they this, is, this, is a, this is a selfish motor that's always running. <clears throat> and it's all about this thing. Feed it, clothe it, make it feel wanted, make it feel important, make it feel loved. God almighty, make it feel important. Put it in front of the class, give it a gold star, right? The, um, just whatever we can do, it's all about enhancing this unit, give it pleasure. Give it more, give it pleasure like this. Give it more pleasure. Give it, you know, da ta 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 It's a, they, they're selfish machines and that's what they do until they, un, until a more conscious awakeness begins to flow through them. And then I, what I've noticed is, I mean, I'd like to tell you otherwise, but there's been a awake, conscious awakeness flowing through here for 10 years and there's quite a bit of unskillfulness here. It just is. And there's been no graduation took place over here that has taken place over here. I'm still right there in the trenches. I'm not fighting the same, some of the same boogeyman that I was fighting 10 years ago, <clears throat> but I notice that there's some that go relatively unscathed because those are my 
those are my private pleasures, my joys, and uh, you know, and, and hell, a guy's got to have some output, right? Just unbelievable. When you make a declaration, I mean, well, whiteness just doesn't make any declarations because a whiteness knows it can't predict the future. And the I am not going to do this again, it's fine to hold that in a, I guess, I mean, in a very light sort of way. I'm not going to hold it, though, I'll tell you that, even in a light sort of way. Because that's got me going at believing too many things. I'm believing there's a me here. I'm believing there's a me here who can control the present and predict the future based on my present control. And what am I pissed off about? The fact that I was doing something uncontrolled. But I'm vowing not to do it anymore because it makes me feel better about that. I can't vow that. I can't know what I'm going to do because I'm not this. I can't know what this is going to do because it is not me. And I'm, it's not actually under my control. Is there any influence there? I'm, what I'm, I'm suggesting that there is... In the same way that in, in quantum mechanics, there's things that happen on the large scale, which is Newtonian, and then when we get down to this stuff, we just get into some kind of weirdness we don't understand. We call it quantum. In that same way, there's no direct control here. But I think that there is some quantum weirdness in there where we do have apparently there is some sort of influence so that my intent so you can have there can be the there can be <clears throat> a whiteness can hold the uh, a whiteness can 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 hold the clear seeing that that is unskillful the the key to not doing that again is to be alert to that seeing right now that it's unskillful that it and, and that it's ultimately not beneficial because if you can get if you can see if you if you can get the, the 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 biology even to see that this behavior is not beneficial to the unit you don't need to drop that pattern it will drop you it's part of evolution as long as we think that this is beneficial to us, we're, we're apt to repeat it. Any further thoughts on that, Chris? Well, it's, as you say, it's always, of course, Chris likes to blow things out of proportion. So what Chris thinks is totally terrible, of course, not everyone else is going to think is any big deal at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had a guy so that's huge, something huge. about terrible that's branded his life and i could i was like looking i was waiting for him to tell me what he'd done and i and it, told, it turned out he'd already told me and i just hadn't noticed that it was a big bad thing go ahead right so of course there's there's always that going on but um it's and it's interesting how disproportionate the response is to the outs like you said the act to the emotions that it brings up you know, and you look at that objectively. Okay, so there's nothing, nothing positive, nothing to be gained from shameful feelings. 
and there's nothing to be gained from guilty feelings. That's just the ego coming in the back door. It's yeah. another automated pattern screwing with the automated patterns that it's already pissed off about. Right. I mean, that, 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 that rings true. Even though there's a strong identification with this emotion coming up, but then there's a and the, right. And there will be until you let it come up because you can, what you can notice is that this, thing can pour through you and is this idea oh i can't let this i can't let this go through my mind i can't i can't let this i can't allow this whatever let yeah. it let it let it let it through let it through let it let it play out it won't kill you it the the, the christian it is not going to go wild and the christian it's not going to go crazy where we have to put it in a home let these things play through there's also, when you say that, I'm like, that's right. That's right. So, um, it's funny because there's a, a constant tendency to avoid any kind of pain or, you know, yeah. get on the internet and just run away from the fuck, you know, like if I have to, when I have to wake up in the morning and meditate, cause I usually meditate in the morning and the evening. It's the worst fucking part of my day to have to meditate, sit there. It's just agonizing. I get it. Um, and it's like, they can't wait to get out of that and just start distracting the distraction process. So, um, and that's day in and day out without even this little stuff coming up. That's, that's triggering off the, the yeah, when I'm not meditating, well, I don't really do much in the way of meditation anymore, but I used to do a lot of it. And I, what I discovered was that when I was meditating, I thought about everything else. And when I was doing everything else, I thought about meditating. <laughs> Because I was supposed to be doing something other than this, whatever this was. Part of you that says that's right, that's a whiteness. That's that. How do you let the stuff, the emotions manifest? You let them go. You don't suppress them. If the, in the, in it seems the, so natural to, to, I mean, it seems like that's the it default. Is, it, it's, it's the natural pattern. What we're doing here is is bringing consciousness to unconscious patterns. That's exactly what we're doing. And to bring that conscious awakeness to that, that unconscious pattern of, well, I'd like to do that, but I noticed that I always do so-and-so. Well, who's talking? Right. So we want to just go ahead and bring awakeness in and let it, because here's the thing is that when when you bring awakeness into a, let's just, we're going to use some metaphors, but in, in, into a room of shadows, all you got to do is turn the light on. You don't then have to pick up the broken pieces of darkness or anything like that. You don't have to, to fix anything. You just shine the light because the truth cannot withstand the heat. Excuse me. The, what's what's untrue cannot stand the heat and intensity of truth. It just can't can't stand the light of truth. When you shine the light of truth, the, the, then the the false stuff falls falls away. If you in an awakening session, for instance, sort of the opposite. You pull the false stuff away, and the truth shines through. So, but it's the same dynamic. So the the truth is that this is Chris's problem. 
Oh, absolutely. And it doesn't mean okay. that, but again, you can see a whiteness can see, a whiteness can spot an un, uh, unskillful pattern and the willingness to spot it and call it what it is, which is that's an unskillful pattern. But, 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 that, that's, but there's a forgiveness in that. There's an implied forgiveness in that, which is that compassion, that recognition. Have you, you know, ever, ever, done, ever done anything wrong and been through that and then you saw somebody else go through it and you went, God almighty, I'm so sorry for them. Even if, the, even if it's a creep, there's that sense of, oh my God, you know, I just wouldn't, wouldn't want that, you know, wouldn't want that to happen. To, you know, I mean, There's this we're we're perfectly willing to forgive everything but ourselves hmm. that's for sure, and that's and uh, quite frankly that's been a huge challenge here, so I don't speak to this from you know the gate of heaven either. I just noticed that that what's happening though. Here, I can report that this actively that this is happening is that the, the more willing I consciousness am to accept Fredness openly, accept it really doesn't mean approve of it, but vote for it, but simply accept it. The more that I am willing to accept Fred exactly as he is, the less inclined Fred is to seek approval in, in uh. and attention in unskillful ways. That just seems to be a way it's working out. I mean, I, I don't have a, a long track record with clarity, so <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong, but this is what it looks like. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And don't don't ever you know the jump in the, the 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 quiet when the room gets quiet. That's whoever you are that's listening to this. That's always your invitation to ask the question, to make the comment, to move the room forward. Because there's just one thing going on in this room. I'm not the leader here. You know, I'm, I'm not not the leader. I'm one of. So are you. I'm fortunate enough to be in the position where I get to set the time. But, you know, that's a relative, too, because if y'all weren't going to show up at two, I'd, show, I'd make it at three or one. <laughs> And if I and if I had to make a living working with Australians, I expect I'd be spending some late ass nights in front of this computer. Because when I tell you what, you want to see somebody who's motivated. You work with these Australians who work with me, who get up at three, four, five o'clock in the morning in order to spend time with me, or we start our session at twelve or one in the morning. Jesus God, that's somebody who wants to wake up. Okay, Steve, welcome back. Okay, hi, Fred. Hi. Um, well, I just want to acknowledge Chris. Uh, 
Thanks for your question. And uh, I certainly can relate to uh, shame and blame and guilt and all those. Uh, those are things that arise in me. And uh, um, it's just part of what happens. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you for that, Chris. And uh, at this point, though, something else is arising for me, uh, Fred. Uh, this question I have that's come up this week. Um, can you speak about, is there a distinction between I am and absolute truth? Yes, I can speak about it, and the answer is yes, there is. <laughs> this, is, a, this, is a, this is a very tricky line. If you don't understand this, that's okay, you will. The I am, we could equate with consciousness. Yes. In other words, I am is another way to state consciousness. Because what is I am saying? It's saying I am conscious. I am here. I am I'm alive. So, and and uh, the, I certainly have a sense of it because I have a sense of being. That's what it's really saying. Is that I have a sense of being. I am. Well, a lot of times we teach provisional truths in Advaita, and not that I'm a true Advaita teacher, but I notice I'm not an, not, not an Advaita teacher. So we teach provisional truths, which means that you tell somebody, you, you, you encourage somebody by helping them seek the truth they can see. So sometimes if I have somebody who's been caught forever, and they in 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 the in, in identification, and they break through to the initial witness, not the not the witness we're going to discuss, but the initial witness, which is that witness that still seems to have a place in the space and time, and it seems to be watching the Fred unit very closely. That. And if they break through to that witness, that's actually the last stage of duality. But you can kind of call the last stage of duality the first stage of non-duality. Depends on how you want to look at it. What kind of story do you want to spin? That can and very often is the largest, you know, it's, it's, it can be the largest shift that anyone ever takes. And if no one ever moved beyond that place, we'd have a whole different planet. So that's a valuable movement. And what we don't want to get is we don't want to get up in this highfalutin notion that everybody should be, should achieve a certain degree of awakeness. Everybody should achieve the degree of awakeness that they do achieve. That simple. When, it, when it, you ever got a question, just run it. Past, compare your question to reality. <laughs> People should be more awake than they are. Are they? No. Well, then guess what? They shouldn't be until they are. But when I say they shouldn't be, that's not negating the fact they might be in the next moment. The And then I just went completely blank. I have no idea what we were discussing. Fred has, Fred's coming in and asking for direction. All right. Uh, what, was, what, what was I even talking about? I have no idea. 
the distinction between I am and absolute. I am an absolute. So there's this. So there's this I am. There's this sense of being. Sometimes I will, when when we first break through the second stage, typically in an awakening from that witness state, is into the state of seeing what we're not, which is oh my God, there's no Fred after all. That's right. And that's, and that's a true seeing. And it is the, that is generally speaking, the most important move in movement in a person's life. They may or they may not go beyond that. We hope that they do if, if they do, but the, we don't hope that they do if they don't. But that shift, you can tell them, yes, that's it. Cause it is it. And there's some more. <laughs> that's what you got to remember it's never it's just we, there these non-duality is not good about neat little packages well it works like this and this and this and if we just get this down you'll have it you know it just doesn't work like that non and, and it's non-duality is chock full of paradox you and it's that's something we have to become careful with. I mean, I mean, comfortable with. We have to be comfortable, become comfortable with the discomfort of, of dealing with paradox because the mind wants to know. I had um, <clears throat> somebody this week, I had a very difficult awakening dialogue where the guy, I can't say I didn't do my job. I mean, he looked straight at me and said, Oh, God, I see. I am awakeness and I'm already awake. And I said, that's it. And then Bob came in and said, but I'm not sure I understand that. <laughs> no shit, Bobness. The, uh, <laughs> it's, then we move into where your oneness where you've seen what you're not, but you also see in what you are. That's where I try to take people initially. Generally pretty successful with that, but not always. The, that's the truth. And that's the, and that's clear to the truth. You know, so ooh, you're both sides of the coin, 180 and 180, and two sides of the same, two ends of the same stick, and all of this, and you're this and that, and you're the one thing going on, and you're it, and all of that, every bit of that is true. And that is the I am. That I am is well. The I am has to know not only what it's not; it has to know I am. It doesn't know what's saying that. I can report that I am, but I can't report what I am. So I don't know what's reporting that I have a sense of being. But now here is the answer to your question at last. Something is reporting I have a sense of being. And early on, I will tell you that you are the sense of being because that's true. You are the I am. You are it. And <laughs> there's more. 
the thing that is has a sense of being is not the sense of being. It can feel like it because initially you can't see any separation. And so you go along with that. Well, I don't see any separation. There's that which is seeing is the same thing. There's no difference between the looker and the looked at. And that's true within I amness. That's true within conventional non-duality. It's true. That's our experience. That's it's true within our experience, even as awakeness. That's true. But you are what's prior to consciousness. That's the absolute. Right, let me let me tell you about let me tell you about that which is prior to consciousness. <laughs> There is nothing to say. It can't be talked about. It is beyond being and not being. It is, it is, the, it is, it is the definition of paradox. Or really it's beyond paradox. There's nothing you cannot, you and, and, and Steve will never know this state any more than Steve can know awakeness. But here's the weird thing. I am can never know this state either. You cannot know this state because it is prior to the sense of being. But you can but you not only can you be it, you can't not be it. Let me let me go with a let's go to grad school here for just a minute. Because <clears throat> this is a great way of seeing this visually. Some of you have seen this, some of you have not. <clears throat> what you are, <clears throat> let us let us put it this way. Let us say that you are the ground of being. Now, whatever the ground of being is, if it wasn't somewhat different from being, I would say you are being. I would not say you are the ground of being. So what do I mean when I say that you are the ground of being? We don't know what I mean by that. You can know of it, but it doesn't have qualities that can be known. But it does in this particular metaphor, the thing I'm going to show you. This is the ground of being, it is featureless, and the 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 way the, the the other way to see this that's more traditional is that this is the screen in the theater. But I like to I like to call a spade a spade, and it's the ground of being. And you'll notice that it is without feature. There's really nothing to be said about it. Because even in this instance, you can't say it's white unless you've got the black. There's nothing to actually be, because there, it's the, that, that which the absolute is prior to this. It's prior to the, op, to the play of the, of the polar opposites. 
because it is in this dream, everything we discuss here, other than a conversation like this one, is all about the dream. It really is. It's about oneness's experience of itself in the dream and 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 it's and it's and it's opening clarity and all this and it it's 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 fascinating, endlessly fascinating. This thing that I'm talking about is not endlessly fascinating because it just is, but it's not endlessly fascinating. It doesn't anything. We can't say anything about it, this ground of being. But what happens is upon the ground of being. So we are typically, we will say, and it's not an unskillful thing to say, I say it myself, all of this occurs within you. Okay, that's a nice thing to say, and we all sort of understand what we mean by that until someone says, well, I mean, how can it be within me if there's no outside to me? What does within mean? See, within doesn't mean anything unless there's a without. It holds that the word has absolutely no relevance unless till you give it an opposite. This is a pine tree means nothing unless you've got something that is not a pine tree. Upon so what actually occurs here, this is not occurring inside of you. Now let's notice that this is awakeness speaking through a dream. No, it's not. And it's and this is awakeness that's being colored by Fredness as it comes out. So don't mistake this with the truth, but you can rely on it being pretty close. This is awakeness now speaking of that which is prior to awakeness, which is in which is, period. I'm going to get caught up in what I can't say here and then do like everybody else and not, not even try. So, upon the ground of being, there spontaneously arise these arisings. Now, the interesting thing about these arisings, if you look at them, they are not separate from the ground of being. So are these arisings arisings? No, it's another word for the ground of being, isn't it? Because it's not other than the ground of being. There's no separation there. But because it's showing up differently, we can we call it something else. It's just a way of of, of so everything that we're doing here this whole conversation, Steve, the reason we go, go here, this is, everything that we do is all about languaging. What we're talking about, that, which talking about your true identity, and we're talking about, if you'll notice, your true identity is that which is prior to language. It's prior to thought. That's the reason I can report that I am, but I can't report what I am. It's not because I don't have a ex given experience, it's the fact that it can't be put into words. I experience myself, and but, but I can't, but there's no way, because I am prior to language. Upon the ground of being, arisings arise, which upon investigation are seen to not be other than the ground of being. But guess what? 
we cannot say that these arisings are equal to the ground of being because they're not. They are not other than the ground of being, but they're not equal to the ground of being because these three arisings do not equal the ground of being. So it's a pun, the ground of being, but it's not equal to the, it's not other than the ground of being because it can't be. There can't be anything other than the ground of being. That is the one man who knows how many. That is the, that is the unknowable thing that you really are. You always are. You always are because you cannot not be. That's the truth but you do not always know that you are. The ground of being cannot not be, but it does not have a sense of I am all the time. When one of these things, when one of these things, a sentient being of any type, When it manifests upon, not within, but I you know we say within, but more technically here, upon the ground of being. I gotta I gotta I gotta go I gotta go where I was, just these things come and go. <clears throat> Ah, so when these things, when, when these arisings come up, there is this latent everything comes to know itself as consciousness. It comes, comes to, it becomes, it get, develops a sense of I am. So it just suddenly knows it is. It doesn't know anything else other than the fact it is, which it didn't know previously. It now knows it is. Nezikadate used to use this with his cigarette lighter and say he would light the cigarette lighter and he would say, so this flame is consciousness. And then he would close his cigarette lighter and he'd say, now you notice he said, now the consciousness is no longer present, but the, you know, but, uh, and, and really that was kind of the end of his explanation. You had to guess what he was saying there, as I recall. But what he was really saying is notice that the lighter uh, that the that the lighter hasn't died or disappeared. The consciousness, there's the still the potential for consciousness in that lighter. Now, what I like to do is add to that. I borrow from that from him, and I add something to it. Because I think he was probably using a Bic lighter, and I think and I like to use a Zippo. And when I use a Zippo lighter, this thing right here is the wick. It's not the consciousness, but it's not other than the potential. And in the absence of this, there's no flame. That doesn't make this important in a personal sense, but it makes it vital to consciousness. Consciousness has to have a wick. So when, and the funny thing is, is that when this wick manifests within that which has the potential for flame, 
flame manifests. And at that point, I, that which is prior to consciousness, Steve, report, oh, I am. <laughs> and then within about two years of this thing's manifestation initially, that initial, what I, what I really say in that first birth, to make it more technical, more true, is I say, oh, amming, <laughs> amming, amming, amming. And about two years in, I go, oh, I, as, as it, from, from zero to two years, I start developing this I am thing. I don't know what it is, but I start developing a sense of, of, of personal realization and a sense of, of my own being. And then at two years old, I go, oh, I see, I am this. Because I walk right into a prepared ground. The ground has been prepared for this seed to flower as Fred. <laughs> this seed's no more of Fred than it's a man in the moon. But this seed manifests in that particularly fertile ground, which is chock full of the conditioning of mommy, daddy, school teacher, and everybody else who says, Oh, no, no, you're really Fred. And, and, and you see that over there? That's not Fred. And they're bam, bam, bam. Oh, I see. I see. Well, son of a bitch. I mean, I hear what my first two years, my experience was just as oneness, and I thought it was just one thing going on. I'm so glad you straightened me out, and I see there's all this separation. <laughs> <laughs> there's me, and there's that, and there's that, and there's that, and there's them, and there's them, and there's them, and there's those. So that's the, that's the evolution if you will, there's, you don't know yourself, but you are, because you can't not be, you are it. It just makes no sense, but there's no alternative to you. We're, you know, we're all hung with you. This, that which is prior to consciousness is what you really are, and it cannot be known. In the same way that 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 Steve could never get enlightened, this is a, it's really the same thing taken to another level. Steve could never get enlightened. Damn it, you know, put him in front of the best teachers in the world, and he just wouldn't wake up. And what a disappointing unit. And <clears throat> in the same way, I amness cannot know. that which is prior to I am, but that is the only way, but, but staying with that I amness, anything I say here is gonna be a terrible lie, is the only way in. I am not oneness in truth. I am, I am oneness, but there's more. I am noneness. When these appearances, because you notice that these are just appearances, they're not separate. 
when these when when these when these appearances appear, I have a sense of being. That doesn't mean I'm being. We can call it being, because we, we just language will we'll use anything to language stuff. Nothing wrong with that word, other than the fact that it's not accurate. The, but that's the way of words. I have a I have a sense of being. I can't say I don't have a sense of being because only the sense of being can say that. The sense of being must be, must be present for that statement to be made. All I can tell you is that you cannot not be that which is prior to consciousness. The, that which is prior to consciousness does not have the only experience that it undergoes is the dream of being. All of this is built into I am. Without, because in the absence of I am, none of this is. Do you notice that? In the absence of I am, none of this is, none of this can be. In the absence of I am. But in the same way that I amness is that is that I amness is experiences itself as Steve on a localized basis in a similar way that which you are experiences itself experience is not the right word I don't know what to say but I will all say experiences, experiences I am. Experiences the sense of being. And that's about as far as I can go with that. I hope that was helpful. But I'm willing to answer any questions if you are not asleep or dead. <laughs> After that discussion, I have no idea what I am. <laughs> well, welcome home. <laughs> welcome home. That's the whole point. I don't know what I am either. Don't know what I am. I just, but I do know that I am. But I do know that. Well, I won't go into that. I'll just be repeating myself and drive everybody even more crazy. Mark, you have a question, sir. Good to have you back, Mark. Hey, good to be back. And lower your hand, please. Oh, yeah. Let's see. I go to um, lower hand. That's it. I got it. Oh. Okay. Uh, my question is on the last. Uh, webcast I participated in. You said you were reading um, a uh, book, uh, A Duet of One, Ramesh Balsakar's commentary on the Ashtavakra Gita. Mm -hmm. And then you made a remark that, you know, it was sort of like that 
this really wasn't true in, a, in a, like a scientific uh, focus on what realization actually is. This, uh, the Ashtavaka, or I don't even know, uh, was overgeneralizing or was making exaggerated claims about enlightenment. And um, I guess that was Ashtavaka you were criticizing, or was that Ramesh also? I don't know. Uh, no, I doubt, I doubt the, uh, uh, I don't want to put my... It was a while back, so... Oh, I remember exactly this. I remember the meeting, I remember the comments. I love the book, by the way. Yeah, it's a great book. Uh, and what I said was that, that, that whoever wrote these statements was not awake at that moment because I talked about him being carried or getting carried away. And I understand that as a writer, I understand getting carried away. You know, something I I stayed up late writing that post last night. And when I, when I got done with it, you know, I I thought, um, well, this is the one where they're going to come lock me up. Right. Because you you don't know. And uh, I was, I wrote Betsy this morning. Well, John says the post is okay. So I guess I'm, I guess I'm off the hook for another until I write another one. And, the what I meant by that is number one, we don't know what was originally written there. We don't know. It's come through so many translations that who in the hell knows what the writer is saying. And I'm not criticizing Ramesh. He's he's he is he is translating what's there. The, but in the Indian, in the Eastern way of things, whether it's Indian or not, but particularly Southeast Asia, India and Southeast Asia, there is a lot of flowery language. You know, if you ever try to read Thich Nhat Hanh's biography of the Buddha, I mean, I know it's gotten, people love it and stuff. I, I couldn't get through, I just couldn't get through it. It was, you know, because all the little the little Buddha baby's footsteps, flowers were popping up and everything was perfect. And just, oh, man, and just like, Jesus, I get this every year at Christmas. Now i got to get it when I read Buddhist books, too. So <laughs> it's, um, but when they talk about, and, and Ramesh is guilty of this himself, and I love Ramesh, and he's very instrumental. I was reading a book that Ramesh wrote, Pointers from Nisargadatta, on the morning that I woke up. Oh, really? So, uh, you, you, you know. I you, check that one out. So, oh, yeah, it's very, very good. And I've read it a number of times because I've kept reading it again after that, hoping I could duplicate that experience. <laughs> yeah, I know where that's <laughs> from. No, it is. It's the point. It is. God, it'll happen again. <laughs> Like I'm re, re doing, going through the incantation again, trying to see if I could make the magic happen again. Then they've done that. Yeah. So that, but it, but Ramesh is guilty of, of of making of speaking of. Let me back up. Let me back up. I'm only speaking from my experience. So I'm just saying that my experience doesn't coincide with what is said there. Okay. 
who knows my what i mean but what i but 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 and my sense is sometimes when i say these things i'll be just as as you know die hard as chris was about that thing a minute ago you know just easy for me to see it in chris very difficult for me to own it here but i can say this thing wasn't awake and what i'm saying with that is i mean i don't know anything i don't even know what i am and i've no idea what's going on so I can't know, really know anything other than the fact that what I'm reading there doesn't coincide with the experience that's happening here. Bliss, as it's referred to too often, it's like the little Buddhist footprints popping flowers up and stuff, is the way that we think of that bliss. It's, you know, it's either, this, it's either the ecstatic LSD bliss, oh, orgasmic, right? You know, just, ah, this is good, all that. Or it is the ha ah, nothing, you know, that that it bliss. What I experience is the great okayness. And there's a difference. That I think is and, and I've heard also that the that the translation from I don't know if it's uh Sanskrit or what, but the translation of bliss from the Indian languages to English is imprecise. And that what bliss means to us is not what they mean when they use that, when they use the, uh, the Indian term for that. I think that what they are describing actually is more like the great okayness, but I would think that because it, then it would agree with me. <laughs> okay. But that great okayness is always here always it's it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't come and go nor does it rise and fall bliss is not as it, it, as bliss as as my mind processes the word bliss is simply not sustainable it's ecstatic it's ecstatic that is thank you very much that's well, this poem uh, god's in his heaven and all's well with the world sort of inspired experience i think it's robert burns or something and 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 that's really more of the great okayness you know that everything's every everything is everything's okay everything's fine and you know and, and i know that um, even though it's gilding the lily it's a perfect world there's no mistakes here which you know and i know and i know that in my heart other than for this one who gets out of line and does stuff that shouldn't be doing in fred's opinion but I noticed that in Awakeness's opinion, it's doing exactly what it should be doing at all times because it can't not. So that, and that great okayness, the beauty is, is it's better than something that rises and falls. It's better than something comes and goes ultimately reliable. If you take this unit and you thrust him into a completely untenable situation, it's probably going to go nutso for a while. But at some point, unless it's perhaps, and I can't even know this, but, I would, but unless it's being physically tortured or something like that, and I don't even know that it wouldn't happen then, I just can't know, but I wouldn't bet on it. There's, it's going to be seen from the proper perspective. The great okayness is the way that awakeness views and feels, if you will, about the world. 
because there's no right or wrong. So there's no, ah, but there's no, uh, and it does lop, it doesn't, and it doesn't really, it does lop off things a little bit at the top and the bottom in a sense that I, I don't get the same sort of, I get very, you can tell I'm a very exuberant person. I get, and I get really excited about stuff, but I don't get excited inside. Fred still gets inside excited, but even Fred's apps not get as excited as he used to. But I don't go up there. This unit may just, the conditioning may be such that it goes, oh, wow, another peanut butter and jelly sandwich. How can it be any better than this? <laughs> That's the way this unit is, is prone to that kind of stuff. But inside, there's neither a taking it for granted nor a big celebration. It is as it is. And everything is as it is already all the time. So there's, that can't be broken. It's like, you know, we, we speak of somebody breaking the silence, but never, nobody ever breaks the silence because sound is just like this. It's occurring on top of silence. This is the silence. The arisings are the sounds. They are the, the sound, they are the sound waves that are being interpreted by my ear as being sound. There's What sound is there? In the absence of my ear, there's no sound. So there's sound waves, and the potential for sound exists, but without an ear, no sound, no sight. The beauty of this is that I can experience myself objectively. How wonderful. And I can experience myself, God Almighty, does this suck out loud or what? Right. How painful sometimes. Yeah, right. Well, great. Thanks. That's just fine. What I wanted to Good. know. Good. Adam? Hey, Fred. Hey, Adam. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, great. Uh, I want to follow up a little on the question that Chris had. Uh, because I think we all can relate to this shame and blame and guilt stuff because, like, to be honest, we do it all the time. <laughs> so, so, so. And uh, I want to sort of uh, inquire about what you are talking about, that these feelings are worthless because, um, like, is that really true? Like, can we know which feelings are good or bad or no? Because it's sort of, feels like it leads to rejection of those. But it's yeah. never the answer, right? That's right. That's exactly right. And that's what we don't want is the rejection of those feelings. Because those feelings are there's not those feelings are not a mistake. They have as much a place here as joy. Because joy can't exist here without its opposite. But we human beings, we just want See, all of life is a two-ended stick. You can't, this teaching can't exist unless there are people who are ready for it. That old thing of the, that when the, teacher, when the student is ready, the teacher will, will show is exactly correct. And so there can't be any, this very notion that within every extreme, there is the seed of the other extreme. There's this constant movement. 
So we as human beings, we only want the pleasant end of the stick. Just the human nature. We just want the good part, not the sucky part. We don't want this. We don't want the sucky part. We want just the, we want the fun part. You know, I want to be like, you know, I, 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 I still visually, I see myself as probably in my mind, probably 35, 40. <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> long ago. I just want the good end of the stick. I don't want to, you know, look in the mirror and say, well, damn, who is this old guy? And what's he doing in my mirror? Right? So it's, we just want the high. We don't want the hangover. Can't have one without the other. Unless you drink through the hangover. And that's what I used to do. <laughs> like little hair of the dog. And uh, so the it's Ajashanti has a wonderful term. And he calls for the full embrace. It's like uh, instead of trying to push it away, because it's, I like. What Jeff Foster says, it's uh, that the feelings are like children that come knocking on our door. And it's on us, whatever that means. Say uh, that again, we like, children, uh, I didn't hear you. But... Uh, that, that the feelings are like children that come knocking on our door. Okay, yes. And that uh, we may choose to let them inside or that, I know it's not like accurate statement, right? But uh, that all they want is to, to be there. Yes. All they want is to be held, you know? You know so, what they want? Let me tell you, so this comes back to this idea of letting everything flow through. Everything in manifestation wants attention. Literally. It is only by attention that I know that I am. I am the vast field of awareness, but I do not know myself until I have a localized field of attention. Every feeling wants that attention. That's the reason daisies lean toward the sun. Everybody wants attention. Children want attention. That's the reason they don't care if it's positive or negative. But in the absence of attention, there is, they, there, there is no existence. The, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one here, then what tree, what forest are you talking about? In the absence of attention, there's neither, much less something falling and making noise. It is your attention that brings everything about. It, you are the actual light of everything. You are the light, period. You are the way, the truth, the light. That's a literal. You are the light. 
And what, and you know, and what you can notice about light is that light in itself is colorless. Till it shines on something, then you can see it. Even if it's particles. When, when, without light, no little bag it must have attention. Is that sense of being, the sense of being does not need, well, it, the sense of being needs manifestation in order for there to be a sense of being. Because that's what, but, but, that which is prior to the sense of being does not need manifestation whatsoever. It doesn't need a sense of being. It's not hurt when the sense of being is withdrawn. When this passes, when this, this unit does what we call dying as if it was ever born, but when this unit appears to die, I no longer have a localized sense of attention. We call that death. And we're scared to death of it. It's what, it's what, it's all we have, almost all that we have ever known. <laughs> but the funny thing about everything is a sense of, everything that has a sense of being wishes it for it to persist. I saw a roach last night outside and just the, the, the conditioning went out to step on it. And I pulled back just enough, because there's no reason to kill that roach outside. It was out, out there in its own nature. Just was, uh. and I and that he ran, he ran like hell. And it was because that sense of being wishes to persist. It's just inborn, if you will. It just comes with the, it comes with the package of I am, is the desire for the, for I am to be persistent for it to persist, for it to continue. Adam, did I go where you needed me to go? Yeah, I think so. It's like, yeah, it's full embrace. It's a good term. The full embrace. There is no separation between duality and non-duality. There is no separation or non-separation, right? It just... The only separation there ever is, is in the imagination of oneness. When I go look for my true identity, I create the only duality there has ever been, which is that notion of duality within the, the languaging here, within the mind of oneness. No separation, no inside, no outside. What do you say about this? Nothing. There's nothing to say about this. I used to have a, a might have been my first student. She would come over and I would say, well, sit down and not talk about that, which we can't talk about. 